I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, Geeky Dees? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Totally Caitlin McKinnon. I'm just happy to see her, friends. It's I just love it when she runs through. This is episode... <laughs> episode 87 of the motherfucking pod. <laughs> That's all I could think of. It's episode 87. Episode 87. Can you believe we've been doing this for 87 episodes? Uh, I can't. I can't. No. But that's us. Week in, week out. Yeah. It's the, the, the firmament of your podcast listening diet. Always count on the geek down. We are, we are the protein <laughs> <laughs> of your podcast diet. We're the complex protein chain of your, of your podcast listening diet. If you would like to up your... Pro- <laughs> If you would like to up your protein intake, there are a couple ways you can do that. You need more protein in your diet. It's because they lift. <laughs> they lift, bro. Bro, do you even lift? You need more protein. Got a couple ways you can get it. You can go to soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. Our giant Popeye supplement tub of episodes is sitting there <laughs> just waiting for you. All, 80, all 87 of them. Give us a follow on there. Every time a new one comes out, you'll get a notification. As well, while you're there, you will see a little button. It's a small button, it's but a it's a button. small button with a telltale logo of a piece of produce with a bite taken out of it. Click that. It's going to take you to Apple Podcasts. If while you're at Apple Podcasts, you want to rate and review this show. It takes you two seconds. Do it on your device. Do it on your laptop, desktop computer. We would appreciate that. Helps people find the show. But while you're there, if you click subscribe, it's the last thing you have to do. Because then somebody who does lift. Yeah, he, he does lift. Sir Chauncey Frostilicus III, M.D., PT certified. He's a personal trainer now, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chauncey's fucking gaunt. <laughs> he just swoles up, slings that sack of episodes over his shoulder, and hits the streets to deliver them straight in your ear hole. And you might be a little worried. You're going to think a guy that gaunt is just going to mash those episodes into your face really aggressively. But you'd be surprised. Yeah. He also plays first violin, so he's very <laughs> delicate. <laughs> He's a very complicated man, that Chauncey, but he will get those episodes to you yep. every Tuesday. He will. And that uh, piece of partly eaten apple, that's just to balance out the protein. It is. Yeah. You can't live on protein alone. Listen, no. some of y'all out there, too much protein. And you know what happens? You neglect your legs. <laughs> you can't really neglect Got to go in hard on leg day. <laughs> <laughs> if, there's, if there's one thing Caitlin and I know about, <laughs> it's working out. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Oh Lord. Um, if you know about working out and you would like to get in contact with us with your tips, there are a few ways you can do that. There are. Kate, how can they do that? The first way would be either through Twitter or Instagram. And you can do that. You can find us at GeekdownPod for yep. both. Um, I don't know what's on the Instagram. I'm guessing memes and some mm, sometimes. pictures. Sometimes. I don't remember what the last thing that was on um, there was. I feel like really next week we should definitely do the... We've been saying that for... Do the live. Well, I got to make. I gotta slap some makeup on my face and today was not the day. Today was not the day. I showed up in, in sweats and giant <laughs> fisherman's boots. I don't, I don't boots. know what those boots were about, <laughs> y'all. 
She came clomping up with those things, and I was like, it is 40 degrees out and sunny. I do not know what is uh, happening with this. Good call. I mean, good times. Um, the uh, other ways you can get at us, though, um, would either be by email. So you can send us a long love letter. Um, Sometimes 140 characters or 280 characters. Twitter recently is trying to double there because that's what the world needs. Yeah, more. more space for racists to attack people. Great, thanks Twitter. Um, but though, if those aren't those characters, number of characters isn't enough. If you, you can, still need more, you can always uh, reach us at our Gmail account, which is geekdownpod at gmail dot com. Yep, yep. And uh, uh, Kira can't wait to get the next <laughs> the, <laughs> the next me. installment in yeah. <laughs> the ongoing saga that is that we will make Kira it, from Australia. We will make it into a movie. Yes. Um, finally. If you want to kind of just hang and maybe post a meme or two or tell us about your working out tips um, or how you don't work out or how you manage to get as many donuts as possible into your mouth. If you've been neglecting leg day. (laughs) Just like we have. Um, (laughs) You can get at us on our Facebook page. Yes. Which is www.facebook.com forward slash geek down pod. Yes, sir. Yep. That's how you get at us. That's how you get at us. Get it, Kate. Won't get a Jordan. Jordan's online for about an hour a week on Facebook this week. And then he disappears back into the mists of Twitter, not, not social media. Yeah. Upside to deleting Facebook. You're not on Facebook anymore. Downside to deleting Facebook. You're on Twitter more. But I mean, mm, yeah. yeah, that's a weird world. Nah, Twitter. It's a weird, it's a weird trade off. Yeah. So you're sick. I'm sick. I don't know what I've got. I've got some weird stomach thing going on. I don't know if that's like from being sick or my intestinal tract is just not having it. Um, Everybody's got something fucked up with them this week because fall has finally, for the moment, it's going to warm up again to like 25 by Wednesday. But yep. today, ooh, you hear that, friends? Just hold on a sec. You hear that? That's silence. That is silence. Because there are no fans running in this place today. Nope. And we are comf super comf we keep it comf it's like room temperature in here i don't know where the air stops and my skin begins no i don't it's actually it's quite nice actually. um so obviously you have not done much this week aside from being sick no i have not i have i I helped with some wedding stuff that is i just literally let people measure me make me a dress (laughs) and then had a nap you just stood there and went get this over with uh and had a nap and uh and the dress was awesome. It's purple and pretty. And I feel like a princess. I cannot wait to see what this looks like, it's to be great. honest. It's, it's, a, it's, it's really cool. It's got a modular top. <laughs> so you can like... Like it turns from a Lamborghini into a robot? Or? <laughs> yeah, kind of. But in but a dress. <laughs> what? Why did that toy line never take off, I wonder? <laughs> um, so you can like change how the straps are and... Um, do all kinds of neat stuff with it. I really like it. The girls who want to get their bits out, because I'm sure there's a couple of them in the bridal party. There's always one. No, there no? isn't. Not in this bridal party. Mm-hmm. We're, there's only three of us, and we're um, a pretty, like, we're all kind Prim of Prim trio. We're pretty geeky and, and you know, uh, not like that at okay, all. Okay, so when one of them gets a couple cocktails in them and they want to get the bits out, <laughs> they just pull a ripcord and bam, there they go. <laughs> but the rest of y'all will be like, shawl. <laughs> yes, because um, it, it will be a winter wedding, so there will be some shawls involved. Yeah. <laughs> shawls and shrugs and I really want, snoods. I want I want I want a muff like one of those. <laughs> <laughs> They're called muffs. Okay? I know. I'm still gonna laugh. Um, I want a muff and some like and a sled. This is this is what I think of when I think of winter weddings. Um, 
when I used to play in the band, you know, we would become obsessed with our favorite records and like how they got the sounds Mm -hmm. that they got specifically like the guitarist. And I don't know, I don't know where we first discovered this, but there's like an infamous distortion pedal that like made in Russia or something called like the big muff. (laughs) And our big innovation was we, Greg ended up buying a big muff. It was just like this solid block of like, looked like it was made in 1957, you know, just hard ass steel with like one button to press on it and two dials. And that was it. Um, And our big, our big musical innovation was we're like, let me get the big muff to the bass player. <laughs> but every time we talked about the big muff, we made we giggled. many jokes because we're children. Yeah. Um, well, if you're on Patreon, which is something else we didn't talk about. Yeah. Patreon.com slash GeekdomPod. If you would like to support this endeavor financially, it would really make us happy. It would be awesome. Thank you to all the people who already do. Who already do. We'd greatly appreciate it. And we're uh, saving up um, for something kind of like a big muff. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna paint Big Muff on it with liquid paper on the side of it whenever we get it. Um, but it is um, a device or a number of devices, depending on what we when we decide. Every what we need. every time I check, it's something it's something else. I would have I would bring Caitlin into this conversation, but her eyes would glaze over within uh, 15 minutes. It's true. Um, but basically, it's uh, some technology so that we can actually do interviews. Do interviews? Yes. It's something we'd like to is the next level of the Geek Down Podcast with like local people. I mean, we can already. We could be having Skype interviews, I guess, if we really wanted but to. Skype is lame. Skype is lame. I know, because we've used it once or twice. And I mean, I want to talk to Amelia really bad, but I don't want to do it via Skype. So, Amelia, just come to Canada already. Well, she's already been to For the God's States. For God's sake. So, yeah. We, we share a monarch. Yes, but still, that doesn't make it easier to do the transatlantic flight. Ugh. Or cheaper. Do better. Who are you talking to? <laughs> the continent should be closer? Like, yes. Do better, world. Make the continents closer and easier to travel. Bring the people I want to talk to closer to me. Yeah, but if you're on the Patreon, you would have seen. I actually actually wrote something. He did. This week for the patrons about my outing to go see Thundercat. I feel like it, we need a sound noise machine. <laughs> it's just the sound of his hand exploding across his fretboard. <laughs> Dope show. It's a good time. Went with Leo the Brazilian, as stated. First time he did one of his noodly... Like she had like no familiarity with him. Like she right. only knew like a handful of songs. So the first time he like like f- jazz fusion <laughs> spider hand up his up his fretboard. He had just grabbed my arm and was like, uh, <laughs> like yeah, he do that. Um, yeah. I mean, there's nothing I'm going to say here that I didn't already say on the piece. So go read it. Um, and think about giving us a dollar while you're there if you haven't already. But I think the one I was trying to think of how to start it. Realizing that he is the like walking embodiment of this show, like oh, just because he's like super nerdy. He's super nerdy. He's a you know obviously his musical taste is all over the place. Yeah, um, and he really loves loves anime. Yeah, um, and cats. Cats are cool. Honestly, the song about cats is maybe this is sorry <laughs> his second song about cats is probably my favorite one. Fan mail, uh, Tron song suite two, I think. Because his cat is named Tron, um, I will say he's. It took him a while to warm up. That was the like to engage with the audience. I mean, right. he was really not closed off, but I mean, he was just kind of doing his thing, and he would play with his back to the audience a lot, like just like j- us jamming, jamming with his jamming with his drummer, just a drummer and a keyboardist, um, which is kind of crazy that they sounded that good, just three people. Um, and he threw in a couple Kendrick Lamar songs, which was dope because he played cool. on "To Pimp a Butterfly." And probably co-wrote a couple things. 
yeah, and it was just that moment where like he had a really diverse crowd, which I liked, mm-hmm. like age and race. Cool. Because like, um, I was not the you know oldest person there, and I was not the whitest person there. Wow, that's saying a lot. Because um, you're pretty white. How dare you? I think you're pastier than I am. Probably now I am. Yeah, I really, really avoid this. I work nights. What do you want from me? <laughs> But yeah, it's a good ass show, and yeah, go listen to if you're if you are a patron. The Geek Down playlist this week is all Thundercat songs. I think I have to do a p- playlist next week. I, you, oh, you're overdue. I am way overdue. You're way overdue. So hopefully, I'm feeling better, and I'm gonna put one together next week. It won't be ever. They're never as good as Jordan's, but they're still fun. Always hear more about them, though. Um, I think that's it for as far as like social outings. I do have a little bit of news. I have a news item, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Before we get into updates, but what's your news item? Um, it's really important. Oh, it's very important, everyone. Yeah. It's an Idris Elba update. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. This this might be the Idris update to end all Idris updates, because I think I know what this is going to be. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, is, does it have to do with Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Okay. So, very unbelievably important. <laughs> Idris Elba, in an interview with people, like the magazine, (laughs) not just random people. Not the noun. No. The magazine. The magazine. um, Said that he auditioned for Gaston for the Beauty and the Beast movie. Yep. The world is a cruel place. Because you're never going to see it. I'm never going to see it. And why in the hell is he not Gaston? Mm Mm-hmm. Who was Gaston? Some guy. Some white guy. Some white guy. Uh, Luke Evans. Sure. Sure, whatever. Whoever that is. It could have been Idris Elba. It could have been. The best Gaston ever. (laughs) Just because you love him doesn't mean he would have been the best Gaston ever. You take that back. (laughs) She's going to slap the shit out of me, y'all. I've never seen her look at me Actually, I think he would have been like the best beast ever. Why would you want to cover that up with CGI and makeup, though? But I feel okay. So you already suffered through what the hell was Star Trek Three called? Um, uh, something dark into darkness. Something was that dark? the second one? Oh, maybe that was the second one. Beyond. Yes, Star true. Trek Beyond. That's true. That is true. It was Idris. It was Idris. But it wasn't. Idris. It wasn't. It wasn't Idris. But he was still acting, and that's all you need, right? Really? Just appreciating that acting. He's an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. See, that's why he would have been just amazing. In see, I didn't really like the new Beauty and the Beast, so anything to have made it better, and his <laughs> acting would have just been just acting his fine ass off. Very appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I didn't see Dark Tower. Really? Like everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. But yeah. So I, if someone. Has this audition with Idris Elba singing? I need to. I need to see it. Somebody in the Disney company has this. And you owe it to the world in these trying times we live in to leak it. Yeah, please. Um, and that's it. Oh, I do have slightly other news. It kind of wraps in with um, that other thing we do. Updates. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. Okay. What my my piece of news? File under Y for both. The question, and you didn't have to. Oh, no. Guess what J.J. Abrams has just been attached to adapt. No, what? No, what? Your name. No. Yeah. Why? 
because apparently we can't have nice things. If we have a beautiful, wonderful, nice thing that's fine enough on its own, you have to redo it as a different thing. Why? So, yeah, your name, as has come up on the show frequently, we have an entire episode about it, episode 60. Go back and listen to it. It's a movie we both greatly enjoyed. It's an anime movie directed by Makoto, written and directed by Makoto Shinkai. It is currently the highest worldwide grossing anime movie in the world, which means somebody, in this case Paramount Studios, Ugh. smelled money and said, well, let's scoop that up. You've got to keep that IP vault on lock. Let's keep amassing it. Keep that IP collection. Just got to own all of it. Can't just let things exist on their own anymore. Nope. So Paramount Pictures bought the rights and J.J. Abrams slash Bad Robot are the ones producing it. J.J. Abrams is not directing it. We do not have a director yet. We do have a uh, screenwriter, though, Eric Heisserer, who wrote Arrival for Denny Villeneuve. Yeah. Um, he got nominated for an Oscar for it. So, I mean, good pedigree there. Yeah. But there's just too much up in the air. I mean. But he's not Japanese. He's not Japanese. And like, you know, the jokes were flying yeah. on Twitter. You know, the lens flare obscuring the comment. Kira <laughs> herself made a joke about like, you know, now this time she ends up dying in 9-11. Right. Sort of thing. <laughs> no. Kira, it's too real. <laughs> um, Shinkai said, your name is a film created with the innate ma- imaginations of a Japanese team and put together in a domestic medium. Well, yeah. Quote, when such a work is imbued with Hollywood filmmaking, we may see new possibilities that we had been completely unaware of. That's a really nice way of saying... Saying, you're gonna fuck it up. Yeah. That's all that is. <laughs> That's the most Japanese way of saying, y'all gonna fuck this shit up, but thank you for the check. Yeah. So what's that line Hemingway had about, like, when you sell your books to Hollywood? It's just like, two cars drive up on a dirt road. Yeah. <laughs> People, somebody asked Hemingway what he thought about adaptations of his work, and he's like, listen, anytime you sell your work to Hollywood, it's just like two cars driving up on a dirt road. One of you's holding the book, the other's holding you a sack of money, and you just both throw them at the other car and then drive <laughs> off and leave it alone. Like that's the attitude you have to have. So that's uh that's Shinkai's very Japanese way of saying of saying that. Um which actually, funny funny enough, brings me to Segways. Yeah. All right. You're not supposed to say it. This is just doesn't happen. People are supposed to say it for themselves. They're supposed to be like, God damn that segue game. Um so the Southern Reach trilogy. You don't know of it? You should probably know of it. Bink, bink. It's the sound of my eyes blinking. Oh. <laughs> it, it's apparently really, really popular. A friend, that is Stuart Thursby, uh, bought it for me for my birthday. And it's it called Southern what? Southern Reach Trilogy. The first one's Annihilation. It's Annihilation, Authority, oh, Vandem- and Acceptance. Vandemere, yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, oh, the, the trailer's out. Right. Uh, the trilogy, written by Jeff uh, Vandermeer, um, uh, I started reading it. And um, I got through Annihilation. I'm into Authority. And then, all of a sudden, on YouTube, there was a trailer. Yeah. They're making it into a movie. Well, yeah. With Natalie Portman. Yep. And my brain was like, you can't make this book into a movie. And I looked at the trailer, and you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this book into a movie. <laughs> I looked at the trailer and said, see, you can't make <laughs> you this can't book into a movie. Book- yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be probably an interesting movie, but it's not the book. I feel like the... Those books, as someone who, you know, works for a major Canadian retailer and keeps tabs on things like books and how they sell, I feel like that one just kind of like slowly didn't really hit with a lot of fanfare. And then it was really like kind of like a word of mouth type of well, it, series that it crept up. The Nebula, Nebula and some other f- science fiction award. And I think that helped it. Mm. Um, and 
it is part of a genre of fiction called I wrote fucking weird fiction, but it's called new weird. New um, weird. Yes, and uh, what's his name? Uh, or China? Mel- China Mevel. Pronouncing that totally wrong. I'm sure. But. Um, he's part of that genre. Um, I would say like Clive Barker of like Great and Secret Show, and I think it's a Magica. What about your uh, your Oh, what the hell book did you give me once? Kelly Link. Yeah. She's part of it too. Okay. Or I would say she's part of it for sure. I couldn't, you couldn't make Kelly Link stuff into. No. No. Like, no, no, no. Because so much of it is internal, right? And that's the whole thing with Annihilation, the first book, is it's so very like psycho- psychological and what the person is seeing and feeling and how do you make that into a movie? This is impossible. <laughs> you can so, make a movie. You can make a movie. Anyways, so yeah, like good effort, I guess. <laughs> and I a for effort, Natalie Portman. I I will see it, but um, but uh, they did keep thankfully the fact that the whole like main group of explorers is women. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, cool. <laughs> We've come that far at least. Yeah, I know. Um, they white still white find- women, you still get a pass. You can still get. Oh. We'll keep you if you're white women, but in the second any melanin gets in there. Right? Out. Replacing well, uh, you with Reese Darby. Rodriguez is in it. Like the singer? No, the actress. Gina Rodriguez? Is that the one? She plays a tough woman in every single movie she's in. Yeah. She was in... Is that the Soderbergh? She, is that the one who was in the Soderbergh movie? She beat the shit out of a bunch of people? Possibly. I don't know. She was... She's. She... Guess what's going to be in the show notes for this episode? <laughs> what her name is. Um... But she's in it, and yeah, they really do need more women of color, for sure. But they're good. they've done tried to do something. I think it looks interesting as a movie, but after just coming off reading the book, I was like, oh. Um, other things that maybe went go uh this week, I just got to say. Uh-huh. Um, because we were just talking about basically taking Japanese things and... Making them terrible? Um, what do you get when you mix Japan and Wes Anderson? I don't know how to feel about this. Really? You're not just immediately like, uh, that's the sound I make. Uh. By and large, I was, uh, but it's not, I mean, like at least the boy is speaking Japanese. Yes. <laughs> at least we had that much going for it. I guess. So the Isle, Isle of Dogs. Yes. His latest stop motion effort. Yes. Listen, I'm just not on the Wes Anderson train to begin with. I think the Grand Budapest was the only one I've seen from like beginning to end. Yeah, I may have seen like 90 percent of Rushmore, but like Wes Anderson is like the complete antithesis of my entire <laughs> aesthetic. Like, right. you know, remember how we went over Twee last week? Yeah, Wes Anderson, another big con- contributor to the, the concept of Twee. Corduroy jackets. <laughs> yes, Wes Anderson, so is much corduroy. Film equivalent of corduroy jackets. Um, but I've heard like Moonrise Kingdom was good and shit like that. I really then, liked Moonrise Kingdom. Um, and Grand Budapest was charming in its way, but at the same time, it's like that was really cool. But I'm not standing for Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this one. It's interesting. I like dogs. I like dogs that can talk. Yeah, it is interesting. I guess I just, it's just like, how do you make something? so white <laughs> i just am actually kind of impressed i guess 
your ability to make Japan to imbue whiteness the whitest thing ever. Um, well, it's like how do you make something as on the surface multicultural as Neo Yokio as white and bougie as it is? Listen, still, still never going to watch Neo Yokio. I probably will. Have heard I, enough podcasts. Just tearing it to shreds. Yeah, and just being, I believe, fake woke is the uh, is the thing. Fake woke or the animated equivalent of Jaden Smith's Twitter account is like the. Oh dear. And Ezra Kenning went on record as has been on record in a few places as saying like he really loved Ranma One Half, which is the old eighties manga and anime about the you know dude who gets turns into a woman and gets splashed with water. So he does like a gender body switching right um, episode, which involves then whoever ends up in the body of the woman deciding he's going to try to quote smash the hottest hottest lesbian and right in, in, on long island i believe is what she's called listen the giant tobler own thing that's funny i've enjoyed seeing those memes pop up okay <laughs> first one i saw was like a tragedy it's like it was called the tragedy in four parts and it was four um <laughs> screenshots from neo yokio right of i'm just gonna call him the jaden jaden saying <laughs> i'll get i'll buy her a giant tobler own and then she goes and it's like it basically ends with, you don't deserve this giant Toblerone. And then the last shot is him holding a giant Toblerone <laughs> in the rain, like outside a <laughs> hospital or something. Anyway. Uh, what the fuck are we talking about? We're talking about making things really white. Yeah. And so, yes, apparently some people just excel at making things. Super white. Super white. And like, not the like, like the 80s when the last time white people were cool white. Like the real like. Ugh. Or even like something like The Office is a super white show. Yeah. But somehow managed to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Like to poke fun at its own whiteness while still being super white comedically. Yeah. I feel like. And we're falling into the trap of, you know, racial hierarchies in the first place because whiteness is a fake construction. Doesn't exist. So. Yeah, it's true. We fell for it, Caitlin. We fell for Fuck, it. Fucking fell for it again. Ugh. I hate us sometimes. <laughs> We're the worst. You know what I didn't fall for? What? Kimono Friends hype. What is that? I'm moving into updates. Kimono Friends, you will recall, is the show that gave us Hululu, the Hululu. penguin looking girl yeah. who, uh, <laughs> who, that penguin who, fell in love who with. lives in the penguins uh, pen at some zoo. Uh, the penguin's called Grape Coon, we will remember. Brief side note on that. The saga always continues. Oh. Um, due to the... It was a hurricane or a tsunami or some sort of tropical storm that was mm-hmm. hitting that area in Japan. They had to remove the Hululu standee <gasps> for fear of it getting damaged. Yep. And Grape Coon was very dejected. Oh. But then they brought it back and he was happy again. <laughs> that makes me happy. Um, so I keep hearing about Kimono Friends and there's been a controversy because apparently the director got fired or something okay. from Kimono Friends. And then the entire staff quit like in protest. Oh. So there's like no staff on Kimono Friends right now. I was like, well, everybody's talking about Kimono Friends, man. It's like, you need to be part of the conversation. Let me check this out. Yo. What? Kimono Friends is fucking garbage. Oh. He put an R in there and everything. Garbage. No, I took the A out and put in more R's. It's garbage. <laughs> right. Uh, garbage already had an R. <laughs> I added more R's. It's like, garbage. It looks terrible. It looks like it's made in Flash by college students. Ooh. Like. Ooh. It looks like season one of Homestar Runner. Like it's just like they didn't. So they didn't need staff anyway. Yeah. Is what you're saying? <laughs> Visual quality not going to go down with the loss of the staff. And it's basically about a bunch. I guess 
it's based off of like a mobile phone game. <laughs> like oh, that, no. that's, that's the text they had to work with here. And it's basically about a giant like safari park type of thing. Right. And there are a bunch of animals, but they're girls. And they're all called, you know, friends. And there's like a hippo friend and a the main character is a servo friend. Servo is a type of cat, I guess. Okay. A type of type of wild cat. And they find just a random girl um, who's probably just a human. And Servile says, well, we need to find out what type of type of friend you are. So off they go to the library, which is somewhere. That's the show. That's the show? There's the going to the library. And they keep meeting other friends, climbing trees and shit. Like, that's it. That is it. It's a half hour long per episode. I was like, I can maybe hang with this. I can maybe hang with this if it's like five minutes per episode. If this is a short, okay, cool. I can un- I can Whoa. understand. 24. Four minutes, literally with my hand on the fast forward button, just, you know, skimming the subtitles as it goes along. And I'm like, really? This is it? This is it? But it does not get over. It looks like the hottest garbage. <laughs> no, no, not the hottest garbage. The hottest garbage. The hottest garbage. <laughs> Man, that'll be a bonus episode. I'm going to Caitlin watch oh, an episode no. of Kimono Friends. But it's so <sighs> popular. I found a fucking clip of like, you know, I was do that thing where the voice cast like dresses you know cosplays as their characters and yeah. like sings the theme song or something and they it was like at the fucking budokan like it was like wow. filled with people screaming their heads off and i'm like man i'm a nerd <laughs> but if i ever got to the point where i spent cash money <laughs> to go watch 15 year old japanese girls dress up like stop it i see what you're thinking <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say anything you were thinking it dress up like animals and sing the theme song to a shitty anime and wave glow sticks like it's the best day of my life i've really gotta like that's like that's it like i'm out podcast over i'm just done send you off to dog island (laughs) me me and bill murray over on dog (laughs) island just cooling out so yeah kimono friends is garbage i'll give you a clean drop of it again kimono friends is garbage and if you're out there caring this much about kimono friends weebs i don't know what to tell you like I'm shrug. It's a shrug from me. You know what's far better than Kimono Friends? I can tell you. What is it? It's Star Trek. I was waiting when we were you hadn't brought it up yet. I know. So I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. <gasps> it's two hours, right? Yeah, because it's two episodes. It's two hours. And I would have had time, but as we'll get to You were to watching it, Kimono Friends. I was watching Kimono Friends, and as we'll get to in a minute, Maiden Abyss had an hour finale, so Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Time oh. time did not permit. But everyone Seems despite the concerns, yeah, that were floating around before the premiere. Yes, seems like everybody is simultaneously. That sound you're hearing is the simultaneous sigh of relief from oh, yeah. Star Trek fandom. Oh yeah, Caitlin. Yeah, tell us why Star Trek's good. Um, because the main character is very interesting, and I could watch her all day long. This is Michael Burnham. Yes. Commander Michael Burnham. Commander Michael Burnham. Who is a she? Yes. Don't get it twisted. Nope. Um. Michelle Yeoh is amazing. And doy. Yeah, I'm just saying my Also, this guy is blue. Michelle Yeoh is amazing. Commander Burnham is amazing. Um I can't remember the alien's name yet. It's like the third in command. Mm-hmm. Um basically it's uh Burnham, this other alien, I think it starts with an S, and then Michelle Yeoh's character, the captain. Um they have this amazing dynamic, the three of them. I could watch that all day long. 
Um, I'm going to spoil some stuff, so if you don't want to be spoiled, just like... Spoiler for Star Trek Discovery. Just like... Skim. Tap your, tap your 15 second skim button like yeah. five times. Five times. Um, so Michelle Yeoh's character dies. Um, well, what the fuck, Caitlin? <laughs> That's the first time you ever spoiled anything for me. Now I don't want to watch it. What? You must have known that. I did. I had not heard that. Oh, well, okay, that's, it's really obvious that's going to happen because um, she gets a new captain, like, that. It's, what's his name? It's Malfoy, it's um, the dad. Mm. I, I, you're talking to me like I can summon I the names maybe, of yeah. deep-cut Harry Potter <laughs> actors out of, out of the air. Um, anyways, the, the, and she's not on Discovery in the first two episodes. She's on this other, her other ship. No. Um, so yeah, but Michelle Yeoh apparently is in the whole first season. So they do like a whole bunch of cool flashback stuff, which I think is really good and important for the character. Um, I loved Discovery. It was so exciting and I'm going to watch it tonight and I'm so excited. But watching this garbage week to week, not happy with. Oh, it's like I said the other day about oh, about Good Place. It, that's It's garbage. Like it makes me so angry. <laughs> Having to wait a week. Like we are totally, we are the worst people now because we're like. Yeah. We're so used to binging shit that we can't get handle it, it. Out. Yeah. I almost don't want to watch it and just like binge it all and be like, oh, I got it all in one dose. It's I know people great. who do. I know a lot of people who do that. But I can't because now we have a, we have a housemates. Everybody watches Star Trek evening. Uh-oh. And it's the best thing ever. I'm going to have popcorn. So nerdy. I'm going to watch it at 8 o'clock. 8 to 9. <laughs> Don't try and get a hold of me. <laughs> the only problem also is um, because we're watching it on one of this, like the actual sites that you're supposed to watch it on. Mm. Um, we have access to it. It has so many commercials. Right. All the commercials. I have not missed commercials. <laughs> it's not a thing I have missed. Commercials are no fun. Yeah. For anybody. So basically the characters are great. Um, I'm interested to see how they reconcile... Um, the Klingons we know from like the TNG era. Happy so these... 30th anniversary to TNG, by the way. It's yeah. story out there. Very important for both of us, I'm sure. Unbelievably important. Um, yes, because this is canonical, right? Like we are placing yes. this in the in the history of the Federation. Yeah. So, and yeah, it was just really interesting. And the Michael Burnham character is really, you just want to know more about her and... She's, yeah, she's very fascinating. Dope. Yeah. So like I said, I didn't get to watch it because the Maiden Abyss finale was an hour. Good Lord. And how was it? Um, oh. Listen, I have heard the complaints. There's, 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 a, there's a healthy industry of, uh, you know, calling out what is seen as problematic on Maiden Abyss right. out there. Um, a lot of people point to the fan service but not elements there rico gets damseled too much listen spoiler for you and i don't care (laughs) spoiled star trek for me i didn't spoil the whole thing there's a stretch where rico is injured right very badly and so things kind of switch to reg and the rabbit girl right and people have like pointed fingers of that about that like it's supposed to be rico's story and she's not really even in it for like three episodes Uh and they're always finding reasons to like sometimes you know they're always finding reasons to get rico naked oh jesus which is weird when she's supposed to be like 12 and i think they're doing it like innocently right which maybe they are and maybe this is just other people's i'm not saying i endorse these 
critical appraisals of the show. I'm just saying I've seen them. I've heard them. I'm not entirely sure I agree with them. Um, you know, did it have to be mentioned? Did Nanachi the rabbit girl have to mention at one point that like, if you can't apply something orally, it's got to go whoop. Oh, so wow. <laughs> that scene have to be in there as Reg's like, what are you doing? And Nanachi's like taking her pants off to suppositorily wow, <laughs> apply something. That is weird. And there's a joke about Reg getting a boner in the last episode. Oh, and like, no. And it's like, mm, these are children. But at the same time, there are some weird, heartbreaking, like on the edge of tears, like body horror type moments oh, in this God. show. Um, there's a character that comes up who has, you know, fully. They always talk about at a certain point, the curse of the abyss causes you to lose your humanity. Yes. And you see how that, you see what has happened to someone right. that that is. And it's not pretty. Right. It's not enjoyable to look at or endure. Um, And so resolving that plot point was, I think, <laughs> like I said on Twitter, the Maiden Abyss finale was an equal combination of crying face emoji and face palm emoji. It was like, oh, it was like both. I mean, not equal. I'll give it 60, 40, 60, 40, 60, 40 cry face emoji. Listen, the show was still great and right. it should be watched. It's fantastic. It just has these weird moments that some people have called out for being a little, odd um i certainly always thought it was odd when they kept talking about reg's dick i thought it was funny in the first episode but then it happened like four more times and i was like mm. eh, this is an odd fascination with a 12 year old robot boy's dick yeah um and the whole rico naked thing i mean it's the sort of thing that probably flies by my head but you know for a a woman it's going to oh me m- maybe or women in general i'm a woman <laughs> that's going to you know resonate with them or seem odder to them than it will be to me. Um, and yeah, I can agree that I wish Rico had more to do in the back half. Some people are like, it's her journey. She's she's the reason everybody's there. It's like, yeah, but it's always like, you must protect her reg. Yeah. Um, even when there's like a moment where they have to, you know, kill some beast and Rico has her like mother's weapon. Right. Um, that she had as a white whistle. It's like reg who ends up using it. Like, Oh, I see. Shit like that, where it's like it's supposed to be Rico's story, but she's kind of minimized in the back in the back seven. That's not cool. It's not cool. Uh, we have no idea if we're getting a second season. Obviously, you could tell from the outset the show seemed very large. Yes. Um, no idea if we're getting a second season. It seems like a definite that it would, but I mean, who knows? Just because it seems super popular in America, I don't know how it was doing in Japan or what they want to do. Or maybe Amazon is just going to be like, here is a truck of money. <laughs> Make more. Um, what else did I check out? Uh, good place. Still dope. Still dope? Still dope. Still flipping the script. Awesome. Um, got real community this episode. <gasps> oh, I got to catch up. I was real I was real happy with the way they, <laughs> they got community. <laughs> Basically, Michael keeps trying to redo it. Right he's trying to fix what went wrong yes um i think that's vague enough for the listeners but so as you see you see just the briefest glimpses of like he's up to like attempt like a (laughs) hundred but as you keep seeing the different like attempts and the way the events of the show have played you only get like the deep the the smallest glimpse of it right and it's like cheaty wrestling with a pig (laughs) (laughs) in the background as as eleanor's like wait a minute like I greatly enjoyed that. It definitely had the like, you know, fake flashback episode of community feel I to it. I love um, that episode. So they're still they're still doing good work. Good work over there. And yeah, totally flipped it from 
you know, the premiere and now flipped it again. Like they keep adjusting how the story is going to play out, which I greatly enjoy. Right. The deuce is still dope. I have no idea where it's going or what the overarching plot is supposed to be. But it's dope. It's dope. And uh, My Hero Academia ended. I didn't watch the finale yet because I don't care that much. And yep. basically it ended and then immediately like a sizzle reel for third season started. Because that show ain't going nowhere. Um, Hopefully you don't have to watch next season and you can watch Star Trek instead. <laughs> and yeah, again, I might have to just do a fall anime rundown in a couple weeks myself because there's so much there's a lot there's a lot that looks dope totally forgot about blood black blood blockade battlefront what is that totally forgot about that coming back literates (laughs) uh losers call it by the japanese name kekai sensen oh really bothers me when people do that blood blockade battlefront is such a better name for it yeah um I thought about giving it to you at one point. I rewatched a couple and I was like, man, but maybe I will. I don't know. know. Um, It's basically, it's by Yasuhiro Naitao, who is the guy who did Trigun. Remember that 90s classic? I love Trigun. That's one of the animes I own. So, project by him and it's basically like the, the, the netherworld opened up right above Manhattan and like closed a dome over it. So like Manhattan is like insane with monsters and weird people and creatures from hellboy and shit like that and there's cool. like a organization called libra i had that's supposed to like keep the balance between the netherworld and the not netherworld type of thing so important to um, balance. and all the it's called blood blockade battlefront because all the people in libra like their abilities are all tied to like blood somehow yeah um it's told like a side story to the manga. Like, I don't think it follows it exactly. Right. It's definitely one of these anime that was made to sell the manga. And right. I don't think they expected it to be as good as it was. But yeah, it's animated really well. It's gorgeous. Has a... Remember how much you love the opening to Death Parade? Yeah. The ending to Blood Black K Battlefront is, is just as good. Oh my gosh. Um, Death Parade. I haven't even thought of that show in ages. Always think of Death Parade. Go watch Death Parade, everyone. Um, so yeah, super excited about that one. Everybody's excited about Kino's Journey. Apparently it's a redo of an old 2003 show. Um, And obviously everybody's excited about Ancient Magus Bride. Apparently. (laughs) Apparently. We'll see if we are when we get there. But yeah, maybe I'll do a rundown of that once I get a few of these under my belt. So excited to be happy about anime again. That is exciting. It was a long long stretch there for a minute. I'm excited about Star Trek. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's going to be, remember Deep Space Nine? Remember the summer of Deep Space Nine, everybody? Uh, That's what we're coming to again. But hey, at least you can only watch one episode at a time right now. So I might start watching Enterprise. Oof. Just because. I just feel like you need Star Trek updates. Speaking of garbage. <laughs> garbage. Oh, dear. Well. I think that's it for now. On that note, we'll take a break here. And when we come back, we'll talk about two things that aren't garbage. But you're going to have to wait until just after this break. Welcome back to the show. I love that we say that even though there's not really that big of a break. But I figure that you guys take a break when we take a break. Maybe. 
Maybe. Maybe they're like, listen, I'm 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 not I'm at work now. I have to yeah, go to work. I've and now work. you're on your way home. Hope you had a good day at work, everybody. Or you had to stop and you have to wait till you eat ate lunch. Listen, we understand the show can go a little long sometimes. So we like to give you a clean break. Yeah. To jump back in. You know what? I'm actually glad we do that now. It's not silly. It is very considerate of us. You're welcome, listeners. You're welcome. Um, but we're back. And it's time to talk about the things we brought each other, because that's what this part of, the, part of the show is all about. Yep. But first, before we do that, we've got three rules. Oh, man, do we. The first rule is the rule of three, yep. which is the rule that if the thing we bring each other comes in any kind of parts, whether it's episodes or issues or chapters. Segments of any sort. Um, we will at least watch, consume, read three of them so that we get a chance to understand what the thing is all about. Yep. So if it's a television show, we'll do three episodes, um, comic book, three issues. Um, we both gave each other, you gave me something that was episodic. So Yes, and I made some suggestions slash requests in there. I don't know how Kate how that played out with Kate. We'll see how it went. Yeah. Um, when we get there. The other was me, a movie. It, it was a movie. So uh, he had to watch the whole thing. Yep. <laughs> 90 minutes. Uh, 90 minutes. 90 minutes. 90 minutes. Actually, I think it was like 83 minutes. But <laughs> Mad fa- Yeah. Woo! Woo! Oh, uh, there you go, though. Uh, so it doesn't super apply, except for the anime, and we'll talk about that when we get to it. Um, the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. We have not talked about these things that we brought each other. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Don't even know if the other person watched it. Nope. have no idea. You know why we do that? Why do we do that, Jordan? Because. Because? The weather is cooling. Yep. The leaves are falling. Yep. There is nothing better than stepping out into the streets yep. on a sunshiny fall day with a delicious, pillowy soft, fresh take. Fresh take. You can have that with a side of, or a swig, I should say, of mashed potato. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take in one hand, potato flask in the other, tip it back. <laughs> That goo, that potatoey goo, just coat your throat. We need to market this. I who would buy it? <laughs> Why? It would just be. Why would we market that? It would just be me and all the potato lovers out there. There are. I'm, I've, I lived with a woman who sometimes bolo potatoes <laughs> <laughs> was a suitable dinner. It's very comforting. Sans tooth extraction. Listen, I'm probably doing it tonight for dinner. No, yeah. no lie. Um, but yes, yeah, so we do that. So you guys get the freshest of takes. You deserve fresh takes, listeners. Um, which is really just fresh commentary. Serving them up since 2016. Yeah. 87 episodes of the freshest takes, the freshest takes. for you. Mm-hmm. And not every show can say that. No. Sometimes they rehearse things. Or Some shows actually think it. about it more in depth before they hit the, hit the mics. And we're just Ugh. like. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Um. And finally, the third rule, which really isn't rule, it's just more of a policy. There will be spoilers. Who cares? Yeah, not very super spoilery This, this for these Who things we cares? brought each other. I doubt Kate got far enough to really be able to spoil anything in the thing I brought her. And the only thing she brought me is like a 300-year-old novel. So <laughs> It's not, not quite that long. Yeah, but 200. <laughs> 200 and change. Uh, but here we go. Jordan goes first. Get into it. We like to alternate. This is one of those ones where I was like, did Caitlin ever watch this? Caitlin hadn't watched it. I and I was it. a little taken aback, friends. Were you? I, I was. Oh. Because, for reasons I'll get into, this gets paired often with a thing that everybody has seen, including <laughs> Caitlin. Yes. And that is the 2004 anime Samurai Champloo. Yep. Samurai Champloo is the first television series directed by Shinichiro Watanabe after 
Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, in the Geek Down Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, absolutely. Very important show for me. My favorite, probably my favorite show of all time. I adore that show, and Shampoo gets kind of paired alongside it due to the shared staff and as well the conceit of the show fairly or unfairly i don't know um sometimes i think people go into shampoo expecting bebop it is not it is bebop, not bebop but a lot of times people like to say well bebop was jazz in space samurai shampoo is hip-hop and samurais mm-hmm. and that was intentional the word shampoo is a phonetic play on an okinawan word which is shampoo mm-hmm. which is often used to describe stir fries, but basically just means like to mix. Ah. So basically, you could say the show is technically called Samurai Remix. That's really cool. Um, the whole idea of the show is it's very anachronistic and was set in the Edo period in Japanese history. So it's like the 1800s. I can never remember when all the periods were. I can never remember all the details, but it's that period where Japan was really isolationist because there's mentions of that a lot of times. Um, Tokugawa Shogunate, I believe, was still... Still around, Still um, the samurai class had kind of been over same sort of period where Roroni Kenshin happened, right. I think. Um, and what this show does is it takes the conceits and kind of stories of that style of cinema and narrative and slaps kind of a hip hop aesthetic yeah. on it. Um, not as much as I was expecting when I first went in to watch the show. Yes. I went in to watch the show. God, I was living in kingston at the time because the women woman because the woman i spent seven years with uh she had gone to teacher's college at queen's university right and i went with her and i really had no friends and fun barely a job great and a lot of times on days i wasn't working i was watching bootleg (laughs) episode uploads of samurai shampoo on youtube right this was the first times i really watched anything just on youtube what a world what a world. And I remember thinking, oh man, this is going to be just like straight hip hop all the time. And it's really not. Let's get no. into the plot and we can talk about how that aesthetic aesthetic <laughs> applies itself. Um, it follows three people. Again, I think another reason why it gets kind of saddled with the bebop comparisons is you have this group of people just kind of thrown together. Yeah. Who maybe don't really like each other, but come to accept each other type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters here are... Mugen, an impudent and freedom-loving vagrant swordsman. Jin, a composed and stoic ronin samurai. Yep. And Fu, a brave girl who asks them to accompany her in her quest across Japan to find the samurai who smells of sunflowers. What do sunflowers smell like? You know, you never smelled a sunflower before? No, it's what he always asks. Oh. It's like, what does a sunflower even smell like? Um, Similar to Bebop, but not as much. It is very episodic. Um, mm-hmm. it does, I feel, nod more to the character's backstories and the overarching plot about finding this samurai and the, the trek that ultimately leads them to Nagasaki. Right. Um, I think that plays out more in the episodes than it did with Bebop, where Bebop was primarily standalone episodes mm-hmm. with, you know, maybe six that were all tied together to the larger story. This one does it a little more than Bebop did, but is still very episodic in nature and to that end i told kate she didn't need to watch the first three i said she could just bail on the third if she only had time to watch three yeah bail on the third and watch an episode that i thought 
very effectively kind of was the show at its best as far right. as like being anachronistic and mixing the hip hop into it or the more contemporary type of thing and making fun of Americans and yes, <laughs> doing a bunch of things like that, which was the infamous episode 23, AKA the baseball episode. Um, so that's basically the plot of the show and what it's trying to do. As far as the hip hop aesthetic, it applies itself really in two ways. One Mugen's fighting style is very, loose and savage mm-hmm. and is based on like a capoeira and break dancing yes he can he'll throw a backspin in there or like a windmill leg kick type of thing yeah not really something anybody was doing no in martial arts at the time no um and obviously the music yes which is what is held up from this show is like if this show did nothing else it brought nujabez to the greater collective global consciousness uh the music was done by four musicians a guy from cincinnati named fat john mm-hmm. nujabez from Kamakura, Japan, and two people who I did not like as much, so didn't get <laughs> much into their music. Uh, a guy named Force of Nature and a guy named Suchie, and the four of them. I, I mean, this is a topic for another day, but I think the Samurai Champloo soundtrack really was exceptionally influential to like an entire generation of beat makers. It's very down tempo, yep, very kind of hazy. Like a guy like you hear a guy like Knowledge. Mm-hmm. Worked on Kendrick Lamar's album and did a thing with Anderson Pot called "No Worries." You hear his stuff, and I hear a lot of Champloo type of. I feel like music this, in that. this is weirdly not like your most favorite thing ever because it's hip hop and anime, which are two of your most favorite. You're things surprised ever. it's not my favorite thing ever. Yeah, I mean, just for that reason, it wasn't hip hop enough. I think, and that's, okay. that's my that one kind sense. of criticism sense. of it. And there, there are two episodes. There's one that is basically like a graffiti tag battle across right. like temples. That was one. You were either going to get that one or the baseball one, I, and I thought the baseball one was funnier. I watched the first four. Oh, okay. I did not do specific episodes because I feel that that's not fair. Because if I did that, I'd make you rewatch like a ton of stuff <laughs> and be like, just these two episodes you need to watch, or just like this one from Avatar: The Last Airbender. Like, <laughs> like that's not all right. Fair, en- fair enough. And I'm having. I we haven't talked about it, but I'm having trouble uh, texting. Jordan via Facebook, which is how we've always done it. So now we're actually having to text like old people. It's actually using text. Old people, old people text. I didn't know it was a thing old people do. Yeah, with their phones. They don't usually do the Facebook texting. Oh. They'll do like the phone texting. Ugh. Oh my god, the scented candle oh, finally ran out. Scented candle, no. <laughs> the dude funk will be running next patron purchase. I'll put that. I'll put that on the patron page. Candles, all the candles. Just buy a whole. Cash bunch. out that PayPal for some. Some scented candles. Never gonna have interviews. <laughs> I already said nobody's coming here. Anyway, you watched the first four. God damn, yes. Caitlin, what the hell did you think of Samurai um, Shampoo? Okay, so it it was weird. I love the intro. Um, See, I find that the weakest one of the weakest songs on the. And not even just the song. Just I just the look I, of it. The look of it. I thought it was a really cool way of introducing them. I. Sorry, when was this made? 2004. 2004. Okay. So, it so is older. In the I have scheme to of things. take my brain and I have to go. It it was an earlier time. So having a, a female character who's like always in trouble is like, ugh. but she gets herself out of it a lot of the time. She's the kind of bumbling type of. Yes. She bails them out sometimes. She yeah, she, like. Actually quite a bit. And she gets herself out of situations quite a bit. Having one of the main characters say. I'm going to rape you, you stupid broad. Mm. Yeah. When did he say that? Like, second episode. She's, like, passed out because she's had sake and not been able to hold it. And that's what he says to her. And I was like... You're watching the YouTube links? 
Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. And I was like, what I'm the assuming that hell? was Mugen. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? What is going on? So that was kind of a shock because there, like, there is some misogyny there, but it's also 2004. So that's not surprising. It's 2004 representing 1800s yes. era Japan. Yes, but but not a lot for ladies to do back then. No, um, I do like all the characters, but, but taking that, plucking that thing out. Mm. Besides that, everything else was really good. Unfortunately, that kind of like was. A weight. On the- <laughs> that, that'll leave a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, this is really awkward. I must have been multitasking during my rewatch <laughs> during that point. Um, and I don't see how they all fit together yet. I also the only <laughs> I don't understand. So she made them a promise. She didn't really fulfill her <laughs> end of the bargain, and then was like, "You guys owe me." And they they could have just left at any time, and it was only like the the third or fourth episode fourth episode where they're like okay see ya and they both oh, run okay. away <laughs> to get to that episode. Yeah. i was about to say they they do bail on her at one point but i'm just i don't know why they didn't bail on her earlier <laughs> or if she had to have some kind of stronger like way to get them to help her because mm. i feel like both of them don't care so why in the world would they help her um i mean i do like them all together and i you can see them starting to there's like a begrudging respect in some way um, and there have been some funny scenes in the fourth episode. I think the fourth episode is the strongest of them that I've seen so far. That's the one where they end up on different sides of the, uh, of the like, Yakuza families. Yeah. And she's all a one parter or two parter. I don't remember. Uh, I think it, oh, my, oh, I think it's a two parter. Mm. So sorry, th- episode three and four that those are that it, I'm thinking of it as one episode, but it's a two parter. Um, but at one point, one point, She's like rushed in to be like the dice roller, and then <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden she's like, "I don't super serious." Super serious. It was, that was kind of funny. Um, I do love the like sprinklings of like hip hop in it, but you're right. There, it's a weird that there's not more hip hop. It's really just the music by and large, and like the intro has it. They're like it's on like a record, yeah. Um, but there's not anything really else, though. I, at the there's a guy who beatboxes in one episode. It's yeah. Um, there's like sprinkling. There's not enough sprinklings of it. Which is my biggest criticism as well. But. Um, uh, I kind of I do. I really do actually like her, even though she's a bumbling character. She still manages to get herself out of trouble. Like at one point, sorry, the the one who's the wild one, Mugen. Which, Mugen. He like goes back to like save her. And she's already gotten out. She's like, what the hell? It's <laughs> like, what are you doing here? She's like, what? Um, that was good. Um, there, I don't know if this is... I don't... So sometimes with dubs and subs, depending on who's done them, different things happen. But the other one, his name is... Jin. Jin. Um, is he gay? No. Oh. Because I thought that was kind of cool. Episode two, I think, with yes. the assassin who like who's like talking about fireflies. Yeah, he's like the male dropping, sometimes... dropping real coded messages about fireflies. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the male fireflies are coded, and then they go off into the woods together. So I figured maybe he's bisexual. I don't know, but I figured I thought he might be gay, and I was like, that's kind of cool. No, I only remember this because he um, 
he falls in love with a woman who's been sold into prostitution in a later episode because that was the one episode that had a song that was not on any of the soundtracks. Right. And the Champloo fan community was obsessed with this song <laughs> called She Knows Theme, which ultimately, which, which Nujabez ultimately ended up kind of rejiggering and putting out on a later album because um, we were obsessed. So, I'm sorry. So, this is the third woman being sold into prostitution or does this happen every episode? Like I said, not a lot for ladies to do. <laughs> Apparently, except your, to get sold your, your husband, Your husband gets gambling debts? Or your father? What's the only thing you have? <laughs> you have of value. Oh, great. I can sell my... Your women. Who? Yeah, and I am like that the uh, foe, is that her name? Foo. Foo. She's like, why do you... Just because your dad has a gambling debt, why do you have to bear it? That's stupid. <laughs> I like her commentary. I wish there was more of that. <laughs> more, more, more of that. More like, no, just get out of here. She's like, but my father will die. So what? <laughs> it's his fault. That Basically. Ma- made me angry. Yeah. So it sounds like you kind of had the same take I had with the show. I will say during my rewatch of it, I was, it, it did feel very welcoming and comfy for me. Because I don't think, I don't think I ever watched it on a, like there might have even been fan subs that I was watching back in the day. I only right. ever watched it once top to bottom. Um, and, but the soundtracks were like, like I said, there was a fan community online, like obsessed with these soundtracks. And the ones of the message board, it was called, it might have been called Swords and Sunflowers or something like that. That's funny. And like, listen, you were not finding these through any legitimate channels back then. So I do not feel bad about the gross levels of piracy I engaged in sometimes, to accumulate this music. Sometimes that's just all you got to do. And it was like, you know, on my 32 gig click wheel iPod. Back in the day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, bro. Wow. The bricks. Um, Like, all I listened to. I just accumulate, accumulated everything. And Nujabez became, like, my number two beat maker behind Dill after that. Like, right. um, Nujabez tragically passed away in a car accident of, God, maybe, like, 10, 12 years ago now. Um, And so he gets lumped in with Dill a lot at the same time. I think they, they might even share a birthday. Oh, if, that's cool. If memory serves. So hearing these, this music pop up in an episode that like, oh, fuck, like I haven't heard that song in, in, ages. in years. And I really love the music. The soundtrack was amazing. Um, and I really loved the art style. I thought it was great as well. You didn't think it looked lazy-ish in spots? No, I think that was part of the aesthetic. Mm. Um, very. Remember when I gave you Downtown? Yeah. And it looked kind of like funky and weird mm. and so it kind of was like that there was like a chillness to it um i really liked it though but sorry continue it's also a lot more action-packed than was it more action-packed? I, guess oh, people, I guess people had a lot of gunfights in it gore but, it was awesome yeah, a lot of people getting delimbed oh when he's breaking his fingers right. i was like this is fantastic this is that's the kind of gore i like um not so much threats of uh sexual violence that that's a strike against it disemboweling yes Threats of sexual violence. No. Nah. Not there for that. Um, but yeah, so there are things I liked and things I didn't like. Do you think it's unfairly compared to Bebop? Uh, I think it's so very different. I mean, maybe someone's like, it's not different at all. But I feel Bebop to me is just something. It's something I watched at such a particular time mm. that was when I was first kind of discovering other anime that it has such a, it's like such a pedestal, like <laughs> nothing really gets, there's a couple things that get up there, but not quite. Um, and I just feel like this is such a different thing. Yeah. I think 
I may have even been guilty myself of going into it thinking that like, oh man, this is gonna, I'm gonna love this just as much as Bebop, but uh, I didn't. no, I didn't like the characters as much. Although I'm kind of liking them better in this rewatch. You know what happens with me, right? I, let me rewatch these first three, and see if there's <laughs> something I can give going. to Caitlin, and I'm on like episode nine. <laughs> um, because it should be said, the entire season is sitting on YouTube. It is. For free. Legally. Yeah. Funimation has put it up there. Yeah. Because it's basically like it's an old ass show. So it's at the point where it's like you can either buy the $20 DVD set or Blu-ray set with every episode or they're like, yeah. we still got the rights and we're not really making much money off of this anymore. So yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Put it on YouTube. And yeah, the, that was the other thing. It was I, I it was just easily accessible. And that always makes things <laughs> like there's a, an, just like how you're always like sweet, like 90 minutes. Yep. I'm like, it's easily accessible. This it's is great. right here. Yeah. So shouts to Funimation for making that all available. And if it sounds like the sort of thing you want to check out it is just sitting there. Yep. For free. For free. There's not even ads in it, I don't think. Yeah. I might... If So there's a couple of things that I've been watching or listening to on the train, like on the way back. Mm. This may be part of the roster. It's a good one to have. And like I said, because similar to Bebop, it's very episodic. I mean, you can just dip yeah. in and dip in and dip out. Um, Because it will be... Where Bebop was more like a form thing, where it's like, this week we're going to do the, like, you know space horror genre type yes. of thing and now, now we're gonna do french nouveau horror make it sound like they're all horror movies <laughs> they're all horror movies but they're not we're now we're gonna do like a western like an actual western style of thing yeah this doesn't do that as much because it's already doing a genre it's doing doing samurai but like i said there's you'll see like a beatboxing element come in or you'll see like the baseball episode is <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> Um, the bad guy in the episodes, they, oh yeah, this was actually a, like, good job guys. Um, except that they were gangsters. Um, they, the two of the characters were, uh, looked uh, to be of African descent. Mm. Um, and they drew them and they drew them really well. Like it wasn't, sometimes you get this character, caricatured, like blackface in anime of anyone who is not supposed to be Japanese. They actually did a really good job with them. Um, So it was like the head of the Yakuza and he had like cool goggles. (laughs) And then the other guy who had the big beads. Yes. Yes. Um, So that was well done. Well, what are you giving it? Um, I'm going to give it a seven. Cool. Yeah. Samurai Champloo. It should be said. If anybody ever sees the three LP vinyl set. Just just be an angel. Just buy it for me. I don't think anyone's You know, the first time I you. ever went into Cosmos, I saw it there <gasps> and it was $300. Oh my gosh. Because it's like, that's all they did. Like they put out CDs and for you know whatever reason, they put out a few pressings of like a oh best of, yeah. of like selected tracks on three LPs. Artwork on the cover was, you know, gorgeous, all graph style done of the characters on like yellow vinyl or something and just I remember seeing it and being like oh it was like the first time I was ever in Cosmos and I was like they do that? <laughs> Once again things Jordan wishes he knew how to do with his life boutique repressings boutique repressings. of anime soundtracks that's your maybe that's your new career I'd be gunning for yeah I need so much money though to get the rights to this shit <sighs> that's why you gotta keep on writing venture capital Come on, angel investors. SoundCloud <laughs> doesn't have any ideas. Give it to us. God damn it. We have a whole board. <laughs> it's a whole board full of shit. Anyway, Samurai Shampoo, it's dope. It's out there. Go listen to all the Nujabez music you can. It's very suitable for fall, I think. 
Listen okay. to it. Listen to it. And listen, it got cold and snowy in, in Kingston. I was listening to a lot of Nujibes music. Moving on. Kayla McKinnon. You know what time it is? You know what time it is, somebody, Jordan? Somebody spent her birthday doing something and then decided it was time to start rolling them out for Jordan. Caitlin, what time is it? Austin time. <laughs> spoke about for my birthday i basically uh, had chinese food and watched jane austen um and when i watch jane austen um it gets me thinking about jane austen (laughs) and how much jordan loves jane austen oh man um but i gave him i decided so the only other jane austen i've given him so far um has been mansfield park and i wanted to give him another one that was a movie so it's not. I haven't given him a Jane Austen miniseries yet. Uh, I did give him a Gaskell, a Gaskell miniseries, the North and South miniseries. Yes. Um, but I have not given him. I have not given him Pride and Prejudice yet. That's. I feel like I have to work him up to that slowly. <laughs> um, but I've given him the uh, 2007 Northanger Abbey film. Northanger Abbey um, was written in 1803. By the lovely Jane Austen. Um, It wasn't published until 1817, though. And it is a satire of gothic novels popular at the time. And the uh, book centers around uh, the main character, Catherine Moreland, and her love interest, Henry Tilney. Um, The 2007 film uh, was directed by John Jones. John Jones has done lots of Britishy stuff. You've not heard of them. Um, I just assumed it was the UFC fighter. Yes, John Jones, British East Staff director and UFC fighter. Yep, yep. Um, That's what, and he do- what he does during his breaks when he fails drug tests, <laughs> <laughs> directs Austin adaptations. Oh, good times. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the sp- screenplay was by Andrew Davies, who is the one of the greatest screenwriters of all time. He has done tons of Austin adaptations. There's like a whole biography of like him and Austin. It's like a, I think it's like a short film about all his Austin adaptations. He did Pride and Prejudice, 1995. Um, he's done Sensibility. Um, he's done Mansfield Park. He's also done screenplays for like Vanity Fair. He's award winning. He's fantastic. And this is one of his as well. Um, and the movie also uh, stars Felicity Jones, who I like watching, and J.J. Field. Who is handsome in a Britishy sort of way? Um, the film itself, the story is about Catherine Moreland, like I mentioned, and it's a, basically a coming of age story where she she's very very poor from a poor background. She goes out into the world sort of for the first time to Bath. She gets an invite to go to Bath. Everything's well and freezy. Everything's well and easy and free in Bath. Yep, and uh, and sort of meets a couple of different gentlemen and different people there and sort of starts to learn how to navigate the world. Something she is super, super naive about. She also reads a lot of novels. And yeah, wh- why, why Kate love this one? <laughs> Sorry? Why does Kate love this one? The story, the book or the... Just the... Uh... Yes, the book, this adaptation. Okay, I like the book. The character of, was it Catherine? Catherine. Catherine um, Moreland. The book... The book is better than the movie um, because the book is much more comedic um, and you get that through her writing a lot more. Um, 
uh, Tilney is much funnier in the book. Um, I like this movie adaptation because it's just kind of fun and silly. And she has all these like reveries of like, you know, someone stealing her way into the night and, um, you know, heaving bosoms and all of that. And it is this joke sort of about how novels are ridiculous and silly um, and how they can sort of go to your head and and change your perspective on the world um, and get you to do silly things and think that, like, ghosts and vampires are real. Hey, I've met some Twilight people, <laughs> and they're weird. <laughs> There's a woman, I at one of my old, old jobs that was obsessed with Twilight, and she was, like, close to being in her 40s, and she used to, like, stalk Pattinson. And they used to, like, Gross. there was a whole group of them that would go to, like, the airport. It's weird. And then Fifty Shades came out, and things got much more interesting. Much more interesting. For the Twilight fan women. Yeah. Um, anyways, so I like this movie because it's silly, and it's beautifully shot. Anyways, enough about me. Jordan, what did you think? It's definitely silly. It is very silly. Is there anything you... So, okay, let's start with, is there anything you did like about the film? Besides that it was 90 minutes. <laughs> Besides being 90 minutes. Felicity Jones is wonderful. Yeah. Who doesn't want to look at her face on a screen for 90 minutes? Right. Um, again, you know, at this point, I just enjoy my own aversion, <laughs> total lack of comprehension for... British Victorian comedies of manners, it, like I just—it's not—it's not Victorian. Whatever. It's, Victorian comes later. Whatever. <laughs> Don't beat your microphone. Eighteen hundreds is all Victorian. Um, it's not though. So is I know it's not because she was reading Adolfo and that came out in the Romantics. Um, because I just—I will never, never cease to amaze me that you can be like a summer teethed ogre and make felicity jones blush just because you called her pretty like <laughs> listen we know i do not know the names of any of these characters i just like me in anime i'm just like who's the one with so, the weird hair top hat yep top hat's dad yep top hat sister yeah the ogre yep and carrie mulligan yes <laughs> those are the characters in this movie oh oh uh top hat which is tilney yes do you know who his father is i, I, oh, I, got, <laughs> I got it in here didn't occur to me till like way later when he was like inviting her out to the abbey which shows the movie's called northanger abbey the abbey doesn't show up till like two-thirds through the movie anyway i can i tell you a fun a fun thing about that <laughs> so austin mm-hmm. initially called her uh, the main character was initially called susan yes. and her book was called susan um and then she did a rewrite of it later on this is a long story about that but a rewrite of it um just before she passed away and she renamed it Catherine. um and then her brother um released it as Northanger Abbey. So it's his fault. That was something I, I did, you know, you always, Caitlin's always like, you always look stuff up. I looked stuff up this time because I was like, is this the first thing she ever wrote? Like, It is tur- not. Um, I read on Wiki that it was. It was published after her death. Um, it was one of the first things she wrote. Well, it, Lady Susan was really like the first thing. It mm. doesn't matter anyways. <laughs> Talk to me about deep diving. <laughs> Capital A Austin head over here. Um, because the, the pacing was... Re- oh, no, but back to the point. Yeah. A Top Hat's dad came over and just the way he said something. Yeah. Something about his accent just tinged my ear and I looked at him more closely and I was like, oh my God, it's fucking Davos. <laughs> the Onion Knight. Fucking Davos from Game of Thrones. And I am always happy to see him. Yeah. Though not without a beard. Um, it's freaky, isn't it? Like, 
I was just completely always taken aback by just like people just come up and tell her shit. And she's just like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> like like the, the ogre face. Okay. So everybody's kind of got an interest in her. Okay. Explain Britain to me. Okay. Why are these people taking her to bath? Who are these people? Why do they know her? Why are they taking her to okay. bath? Okay. They are friends of the family. Uh-huh. I have friends of my family uh-huh. that do nice things for me as well. But her family is quite poor. Uh-huh. So they were like, oh, we think it's nice. We like Catherine. We'll take her with us to Bath. So that the uh, the woman, who doesn't have any kids of her own, wouldn't be bored because her husband doesn't want to go to these things. Um, and that's why she's in Bath. Okay. Yeah. So everybody thinks, A, that the, these friends of the family yeah. are mad loaded. Yes. And that they're going to be, because they have no kids, they're sizing up Catherine to be the heiress. And her brother, yes. Um. So that is why these awful people played by so it's a real nice throwback to British people being awful. I haven't had that haven't had that in a while. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since we just had British people being awful. The awful people in this case are Carrie Mulligan and the Summer Tooth Ogre. Yeah. Who each take an interest in both Catherine and her brother. Yes. And is just definitely like that thing where like Homeboy just outright lies to her like all the time. Yeah. It's like, hey, you want to go on this carriage ride? And she's like, oh, I'm supposed to go. Uh, I also love what Pat, what you know, passes for spending time or like activities. Yes. <laughs> but I'm supposed to go on a walk. <laughs> I'm supposed to go on a walk with Top Hat and Top Hat's sister. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, bruh, I just saw him doing something else. He's not going for a walk today. Oh, I find it confusing. He wouldn't have told me that. But OK, let's go on the carriage ride. <laughs> it's like they drive past them. <laughs> And Top Hat and his sister are like, what? And Catherine's like, oh, I think I just saw Top Hat and his sister. And Ogre's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> just keep driving up. And he's like, okay, fine. So I lied to you. But it's only because I like you. And she's like, oh, oh well. It's so sweet to be lied to because someone thinks I'm pretty. He says it's because they're bad people. Yes. And there want- rumors going around that Davos has. This is, this is, okay, keep this in mind. Are you Put giving this... a scorecard for the names I give the characters versus no, <laughs> Caitlin no, actually no. calling keep, the characters? Keep this in mind, okay? Turn this into a Korean drama. <laughs> this is just a Korean drama. Oh, it definitely is. Set in Britain. <laughs> um, And then he like, <laughs> later on, it's like they're going on a trip to get a ring for Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. Because Carrie Mulligan is involved in uh, involved with Catherine's sister, James. Ca- Catherine's brother. Brother. James? I think so. Yeah. No, uh, they're all James they're all or James. Everybody's James. Yeah. Um they're going off to go get a ring. Yeah. And the ogre goes up to Catherine and is like, Hey, they're gonna go to get a ring. Uh maybe maybe I should get one too. You think? That seemed like a good idea. And <laughs> she's like, Uh, cool, I'm gonna do that. And he just goes off thinking that now they're gonna get married. <laughs> I love Austin novels. Yeah. People just say shit and expect Yeah, it's just like a Korean drama. To follow through. Um I did not hate this as much as you were expecting me to hate I, it. I never know, right? Like, I like I was thinking of giving you persuasion. I actually think you would not like persuasion. <laughs> I think the persuasion's a little too like sad for you. <laughs> this was just silly enough that I thought you might enjoy the silliness. It was silly enough to the point. Where, like I said, that's why I was wondering if this was an early, early novel. Uh, I didn't expect it to get not meta, but like. It seemed weird for me that a book of this time, a work of fiction, would acknowledge other books of fiction at the time. Like they talk about Adolfo. Mm-hmm. They talk about the monk. The like, monk. Um, was that in the original book? Oh, yeah. References to other books? Yeah. They actually um, discovered some books because they were in 
um, Northanger Abbey. And like this is my early romantics course way back when, taught by Alistair MacLeod. Oh, that's cool. Impact Award winner. Um, we had a moment on the you know, the Gothics, obviously, which is that's the only reason I know the name. Mm-hmm. Like the mystery of a Trantro or the yeah, or the was it Castle of a Trantro mystery of Adolfo? Or uh, a, anyway. anyway, so yeah, her reading these other books and her, you know, having her dreams about like heaving bosoms, <laughs> heaving bosoms and whatnot. Um, that said, the whole like satire of that type of thing again came like way. Later. Later. Yeah. In the early going, it's like British people being awful. And I was like, oh, now we're doing this like it's we, almost su- like we suspect Top Hat's dad. We suspect Davos killed his mother and or killed his wife and there's almost that like type of shit. two two books in there. Yeah. And it did kind of like veer yeah. out of nowhere. Um it's like, oh, now it's this thing. I might have liked this I might have liked the second thing. If it had been more of the second thing for longer, I might have liked this. I would have liked that better. Right. Not to say like it was such an awful viewing experience. Because again, also love it when it's easy to find. This is sitting on YouTube yeah, as well. I know. You just watch it. Who made it? BBC made it? BBC. Um, probably with like in conjunction with like ITV or yeah, something. I'm surprised to see that they're cool with this just sitting there. Um, it was a film. And that's the other thing. Like it's it's not easy to find. Like you can buy this. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure PBS released it at some point, but otherwise you can't really get it anywhere, right? So yeah, true. it's old enough that they may just be like, eh, it's 10 years old. But yeah, it did feel like two different stories and I like the second story better and also thought it got wrapped up way too, like this thing, the pacing on this thing. Is, I, 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 I love it being 90 minutes, but yo, <laughs> <laughs> it is all over the place. And then it's like, then they find out she's not actually rich and you like... Literally Devil's kicks, like, her, kicks out. her out that night, like yep. immediately. Yeah, she's not rich. GTFO. Like, yeah, <laughs> yep. Get in the carriage. You're paying your own way. We're not even yep. paying for you to get back to. Not even. She didn't even go back to Bath. She went back to her parents' house. Yep. And uh, yeah, and then Top Hat shows up, and he's like, "What my father did was terrible to you. Let's get married. Yay! <laughs> and have babies. Yes, and then, and then they had a baby. And yeah, maybe there is such a thing as reading too much novel, too many novels. Yeah. Don't read so much, kids. That's the lesson. That's the lesson. Stop reading. Um, I give this like a seven. All right. It was. There were moments. There were moments. Yes, and if it'd been, I was not optimistic when we started, and here comes Carrie Mulligan just being catty, a catty so and so, and just mm-hmm. lying and being like, "How dare you leave my brother on?" Ooh, Captain Top Hat. <laughs> You're supposed to be devoted to my brother. He's buying a ring for you right now. I'm devoted to your brother. Ooh, Captain Top Hat. Let's go. Let's go see what's up with him. Captain Top Hat. Also, why did the ogre tell Davos that like she was going to be worth all this money and think know. that what he's not immediately going to go over and be like, yo, marry my son. Yeah. And I don't o- know why. Ogre's like, Gronk what? <laughs> Gronk what? <laughs> oh, good times. What else is that guy? What else has that guy been in? Uh, the ogre guy? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think much. I don't think much. <laughs> even, even that guy who was in oh fuck, what was he in? State of Play. Yes, the cop. Even you said he he got more roles. Yeah, playing that cop, ogre from what the hell was this called? <laughs> what Northanger Abbey? <laughs> this guy from Northanger Abbey. <laughs> we just been talking about it for the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, persuasion in my head for some reason. It was like a seven. Okay, so we both gave things sevens. Smooth 90 minutes. Yep. 
Hey, it goes but, a long way, doesn't it? But not not necessarily to its benefit. It's the only time I might ever watch a Jane Austen adaptation and being like, mm, you can add another 15 in there. Just a little bit you more. You could have gone an hour or 45. A little bit. So yeah, everything we talk about today is available on the YouTubes. Yeah, it's just there, sitting there. So have at it. If you want to like disagree with any of these assessments, yeah, if you want to be like, man, Northanger Abbey was fantastic. Or was the worst thing ever. Well, you don't have to be a dick about it, but... Well, people are dicks sometimes. <laughs> we know that. If there are any ways... You would like to voice your opinions on the things we talked about today. Get at us on the Twitter at GeekDown. Send us cool pictures on Instagram at GeekDownPod. Uh, you can email us, GeekDownPod at gmail.com or on the Facebook group. At www.geekdown. Whoa. I messed that one up. www.facebook.com forward slash GeekDownPod. I do not feel good about the bonus episode we're about to record, <laughs> friends. <laughs> hey, no, I'm going to tell you right now, the caffeine pill I took. Kick it into my system. Oh, shit. <laughs> Good times come and look forward to that, patron. That's what it was. My brain skipping a beat <laughs> while I had a mini stroke. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> like the Matrix. Just a <laughs> Her face actually blurred out for a second like an Aphex Twin video. It was kind of dope. <laughs> you know that first moment where you watch Come to Daddy and you're just like, what is going on? Oh. Oh. If you haven't seen Come to Daddy, please watch it and then I'll, be horrified with us. I'll put a link to it on the show notes for this episode, which will be available at patreon.com slash geekdownpipe. Take a swing over there. And if you decide you want to support this tomfoolery financially, we would greatly appreciate that. We would. And for those of you who have, we have a bonus episode coming up soon. Coming directly. But first, got to end this episode. So we're going to do that. Thank you so much for joining us, friends. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. Theme song is by Rob Gasser. And we will be back next week for another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. See you guys next week. Caitlin, I know that. Caitlin, I know kidding. that. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know that, Jordan. To bring your hot drink. I gotta buy some hot drink for myself. Yeah, you do. Yeah, bring it here. It's getting to hot drink weather. Hot drink weather is the best time of year. <laughs> it really is. I'm so bloated.